time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. With all of the books on happiness, you'd think that we would be a happy world, and yet... A lot of research shows that people are no more happy than they were before. And in fact, there are lots of people suffering from depression and anxiety and lots of other things that are pushing against what we're trying to get to, to have that happy life. So how do we make sense of that? If there's all this information now about how to be happy, where does it miss the mark? Where are we approaching this in the wrong way? Well, today my guest, Amy Huntelman, has some ideas about that. Amy calls herself a happiness generator. Her task is to help people find happiness from deep within. In fact, she thinks that we have to disconnect from our mind to move away from our mind into our deeper self, our deeper place within us, and to find our way back to our body. According to Amy, she's been interested in this and studying happiness since she was a child, even though she was struggling with her own issues, family issues, and her own personal issues for many years. And what she has realized is she's an expert at teaching people how to release resistance, how to raise your vibration and receive inspiration so that you can feel good and be happy and have all of your heart's desires. She's been doing this own work for herself for over the last two decades and is in the process of teaching people how to upgrade their consciousness in a fun way and how to live out their happiness so they automatically find their brilliance and find themselves highly attractive to success. So listen in as Amy and I discuss how to get out of our minds and into our own brilliance and discover our own happiness. Amy, I am so happy to have you on. This is really exciting for us to be talking about something that applies for everybody because all of us wonder, how do you feel happy right now? And that's what we're going to talk about, what that means, what the happiness means, and how we get there. So before we jump into how you actually get there, let's talk some about how you got to here. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you kind of came to understand uh, what we're going to be talking about in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. I, I was born a communicator, but I, I could barely speak and nobody understood me. And uh, so I learned to keep all of that inside. And when I was 13, I started um, throwing up my food and I did it as a way to be skinny. But what was really happening is every time I threw up that food, I would feel relieved. It was like I was um, getting rid of the, those heavy emotions that I wasn't able to express because uh, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't share really what was going on inside of me. So that became an addiction and then I couldn't stop. Um, and then when I was 20, I was in a really dark place. I had been through a few eating disorder units, seeing psychologists, and no one was able to help me. And I was really at a dark, dark place. And I was sobbing and crying in my room. And and then when I had a moment of quiet stillness, I heard this voice, my intuition really for the first time, say to me that you don't have to live like this. There's a better way. And that became my journey on this path, searching. And I started reading books like Shakti Gawain, Creative Visualization, and Wayne Dyer, You'll See It When You Believe It. And I started thinking, you know, wow, you know, there's so some hope for me. I don't have to live like this anymore. And I started doing those practices. And within a year, I was um, living on the beach with my best friend, uh, really enjoying life. 
But then when I was 21, I was in an acting workshop and my acting coach said, uh, let me get you on this morning show. Uh, I was an esthetician at the time on the side. I was doing facials and uh, he got me on this morning show to share what I did. And I said, sure, you know, I'd never done anything like that before, but I was young and I said, let's, let's do this. But I wasn't at all prepared for what was about to happen. It was a live show and all I remember was that that timer going five, four, three, two, one, and this light bright in my face. <laughs> and I froze. I couldn't say a word. The host was standing next to me. I was standing up in front of my client who I was going to demonstrate the facial on, you know, doing facial massage. My hands were on her and I was trembling so much. And, <laughs> and I, I don't remember anything after that. And after that, all I remember is that I felt so devastated. All I wanted to do was crawl under a rock that was so, oh gosh, um, devastating for me that uh, I just didn't want to be seen. And that really went deep, deep, deep into my subconscious. And I forgot all about that story. But I do, and I didn't even remember this until just a few years ago when I finally healed that. Uh, but the next day, after I froze on live TV, my friend came up to me and she said, oh, my mom saw you on the morning show. And I was like, oh my goodness, I don't even want to hear what she's going to say. And her mom said, she goes, your friend is so gifted. I've never seen anyone move their hands so quickly, you know, doing a massage like that. She saw that trembling as a skill. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, but I couldn't even see it that way now. Now looking back, I see that is so interesting because life is really what we see, how we see yeah. But in that moment, I was so devastated. And that um, really got in my way for many, many years. Because fast forward about 10 or 15 years later, when I really had this calling to speak and to share uh, these downloads that I was giving to share with people and to assist people in living in a better way, uh, I was guided to be on video and to make these videos. And every time I would try to get on a video, I, I just couldn't do it. And it was so painful for me that I really got to the place where, where like, you know, I have this calling and I know that I can do it and I have the information inside of me and I'm doing it with people who are close to me. But this calling that I have to actually get out there and be seen and heard and let myself speak, it was so hard. It was so difficult. I had so much fear. There was so much block that I got to the point, my darkest place where I was like, you know, if I can't do what I really love to do, what I'm being called to do, then just take me now. You know, just take me now. It's like, what's the point? And I've turned that all around. And now I'm like, please let me stay here as long as possible because I have so much to share with people. There are pieces of this that I find to be interesting because your first comment was I was born as a communicator. Yeah. So tell me, uh, you said it was all stuck inside. What, what do you mean by that? What was, um, what was going on that was sticking it inside? I mean, obviously when you're born, you were preverbal, but what was that that was stuck inside of you, you think? Well, I, I have always been a deep thinker. I've always seen things differently than other people around me. And when I would go to express what that was, people would look at me like I was crazy mm. and they wouldn't understand me. So I started to keep that in. I also grew up in a family environment where we didn't talk about how we felt. So that was also another thing that I was holding in all this time. So just to, I don't want to push this too far because we're not really talking about eating disorder, but it mm -hmm. is interesting. I mean, bulimia is what you're talking mm -hmm. about. And at 13, yeah. bulimia is the opposite of keeping it in. Mm -hmm. 
It's a yes. way of, of, of trying to get out uh, something. Right. And so um, at that point, are you, obviously there is the part of eating disorder that is trying to uh, maintain um, some internal belief about your body and the size of your body, but there's also something that's emotional about it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, bulimia is different than refusing to eat, <laughs> which is yeah. you know mm-hmm. denying that, but right. it's about getting something out. And um, I just wonder if looking back, if you recognize part of what you were trying to rid yourself of in that process. Absolutely. All those buried emotions that I had that I couldn't express, you know, that's what I was was expressing uh, before when I said I got addicted to how it made me feel mm-hmm. because it felt like I was letting all that stuff go, but it was always just temporary. So right. it's a vicious cycle and I just kept going into it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so is that part of where you tied into the family that was not able to talk about how you were feeling was, yes. that was one way of yes. expressing that. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And, and for many people that um, is a, and, and for you, that was a seven year process of dealing with that. Uh, more like 20, you a know, 20 it, it went, year process. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. It went on for a long time. And then when I got into the healing world, when I was in my early thirties, I, um, I learned at some point that what was really going on and what's going on with a lot of people is that I was disconnected from who I truly am. And what I have learned Lee, that life is about, the way we see things mm. and and it and it makes a difference from where we're living from and i was just in my head thinking all the time i was absolutely disconnected from who i truly am and i learned how to get out of my head and be in my body and feel what was going on and access my power to make change mm. okay it's it sounds like there's a lot of the, i mean there's some some fragments of this that are in this conversation for instance you were in a acting workshop an acting workshop requires you to get out, out of your head Yes. And to do something with your body, um, because yes. if you're in your head, you're just playing yourself. So it yeah. sounds like in some ways you were already trying to find some avenues to do that. You just hadn't found the right one yet. Absolutely. Yes. So here you are on TV, um, not able to get it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, my subconscious to protect me from ever anything like that happening again, uh, it had that fear in, in the way to keep me from. Uh, you know, getting in front of the camera again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where that fear came. Yes. Yeah. What I found is that um, most people who feel like they have something of importance have a fear attached to that because it's so important. You know, it's so powerful yeah. that yeah. The, the fear, we confuse fear with something we should stay away from rather than something that's just alerting us that this is a, a big deal to us. Yes. And so your yes. process there was um, to then try to avoid it. And And yet there's something bigger that was pulling you towards it. And that bigger was wanting to get a message out. So let's talk a little bit about the message that you're trying to get out. What what does that look like? What do you want people to shift to? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Well, also along my journey, I've been studying happiness since I was a little girl, you know, always looking at my dad, like, why can't he be happy all the time? And now looking back, I see he was just a human being. Mm. And what happens as we go through life, we have these experiences and that we we don't understand really how to let that energy flow through us when there's a lot of emotion or there's trauma or something upsetting. We start storing that in our body and then it gets heavy and then we can get trigger happy. You know, it's like people can push our buttons and then we don't feel good. Uh, And I would like to tell people my message is that 
it makes a difference where we are living from and that we can absolutely release that cellular memory and be free from it so we no longer have to be uh, triggered anymore. So we can go out into the world and just, I can be who I am no matter what is going on around me. I can live in my own energy and my own space and I can feel good now. And what I've really come to understand and I've guided dozens and dozens and dozens of my clients and people who come through our programs now, that we all have this ability to feel good and be happy right now in this moment. We really don't have to wait for anything. It can happen right now and it is our choice. And this is the most beautiful thing because why do we ask for anything in our lives anyway? Because we feel in the having of it, we're going to feel better. We're going to feel good. It's going to make us happy. Now, go ahead. Well, I'm wondering, uh, just before we get too far into this, um, mm -hmm. happiness is a term we throw around very lightly in our culture. <laughs> yes, that's so true. Yeah. So um, let's talk some about how you define that. What, what, when you mean happy, what, what would that look like? I mean, with your yeah. father, you know, what would that have looked like had he been happy all the time? Um, and um, I think a lot of times people think of happy is if something happens out there, it'll finally make me happy, which is a sticking point. So talk some about your yes. definition of happiness and where that, um, where that comes from. Well, it comes from when we get out of our head and we come down into our body and connect to who we truly are. That's the beginning place. So I like to say, you know, if there's a moment where you're feeling anything less than good, ask yourself, where am I? Are you in your head thinking or are you in your body feeling? You know, are you living from your mind programming or are you living from your brilliance, who you truly are? And so I guide people through a process that just within minutes, they can feel a shift. So it's not a mental mind game that I'm saying that, you know, try to talk yourself in to be happy. No, that's kind of fleeting. I'm saying let's get out of our head and come down into a place where we can actually feel our presence. And in this place, you can feel grounded, you feel safe, you feel secure, you know what to do, you feel guided. And it's a completely different place than where all of us as human beings have been programmed to live from our mind thinking all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. When um, I read a lot of the happiness stuff, um, it, it's more mind stuff. Yeah, it is. And it's more about trying to, uh, you know, like uh, power positive thinking mm -hmm. is all about what thoughts can I pump into my mind to mm -hmm. get me away from my negative thoughts that are in my mind. So it's a competition. You know, can I overcome the negative thoughts with positive thoughts? And you're talking about something that's pretty different than that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And there are others who um, uh, would say that they're, you know, they, the way they get happy is to get something, you know, external. And, and I may not, maybe they're not even aware that that's a thought process. So can we talk some about what happens in the mind, how that gets us stuck. Yeah, absolutely. So when when we're in our mind, we're actually disconnected from who we truly are. So then when we're in our mind, all we have to go on is what our mind knows. And what our mind knows is just what it's experienced, memory, and so forth. So it's always chasing after that next thing that uh, is telling us that it's going to make us happy. But we all have known so many people who they get everything they were asking for, and then they still don't feel happy because it has to come from the inside. Mm -hmm. All right. So let me just kind of push to help clarify that for people. Um, I can hear somebody saying, but who I truly am is my mind. <laughs> yeah. So um, how do we separate that? 
it takes getting out of your head and it's a process, you know, and I, I have a, I have a process that I would love to give your listeners as a free gift so they can experience that. It's really not in the conversation. It has to be experienced. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's, for, since we're at that point, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll come back to that again, but let's go ahead and tell people how to find that. So where can they find that experience? Yes. Happyselfconnection.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and there, there'll be a short video kind of describing the process. There'll be a free download for you. It's less than 10 minutes. And it is a process where you would like to sit down in your own space where you're not going to be interrupted and close your eyes. And what I'm doing here is I'm guiding you into a self-connection where you feel very grounded and connected to yourself. And you'll know what that means, listeners, when you actually do this, because you can't think of it. Your mind's not going to know what this is like. You have to experience it. But I promise you, if you allow yourself to be guided, you're going to be in a place that feels so comfortable and so calm and so uh, like home, really, you know, and just feels really good. And then in this place, you can kind of tune into your body and see what is what is coming up or what's in the way. And I'm going to guide you through some self-connected breathing. It's a very different type of breathing process. And what that's going to do is that's going to clear out any heavy emotions that you might be feeling. And even deeper, it's going to clear out cellular memory that you may not be even aware of. And I call that releasing resistance. And every time we release resistance, what automatically happens is we raise our energy frequency. And this is the key to really being able to feel good and be happy in this moment. Because you connect to yourself, you release what's in the way, you automatically raise your frequency. And it's literally like changing the channel on a radio station. When you're on a lower channel, you can't hear or be aware what's on a higher channel or a higher frequency. So all of a sudden, something shifts, and it's almost like you're literally living in a new reality where you feel better, you feel more awake, more alive, more aware. And most importantly, because we're always moving forward in life, we always have questions that we're looking for answers. That answer will be right there, or that inspiration for your business or whatever you're working on will be right there. So here's the interesting kind of conundrum as I see uh, this, even as we're talking. I mean, somebody's listening to this and uh, that person is using their mind to process what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so we're talking about an interesting process of saying, uh, and I know there's always a danger of, of duality, right? Of body versus mind, that those are separate as opposed to what you're saying is that it's easy to get stuck in our thought processes and never... Uh, kind of be connected to a deeper wisdom that we have. Mm -hmm. And I can hear uh, a listener going, but I'm in my mind right now listening to you. And if this is going to make sense as I'm listening to you talk, I'll be going through my mind. So can you talk some about um, how we not have that duality and how we move to a different understanding of what our true self, where it resides rather than just in, a thought that pops into my head? I like to do everything from this self-connected place. You know, I say thinking is highly overrated. <laughs> so I would say stop thinking so much and just allow yourself to experience the process and see what it does for you. Yeah, it's one of the things that I, I deeply believe is that um, we as humans forget that we're thinking and, and we assume that our thoughts are reality and that our thoughts are just thoughts, but we yeah. tend to give them such uh, ultimate importance. And, um, and yet yeah. I recognize it's really hard to, to turn that off as much as you're recognizing mm -hmm. that we can make a shift away. Um, and so maybe part of what you're um, pushing towards is that when we 
take a thought and continue to turn that thought and examine that thought and make that thought more and more real, um, it gains more and more energy that may not be worthwhile. Absolutely. And the thing to remember is that our mind has no idea of who we truly are. Hmm. And I would never suggest going to the mind for answers, but we're conditioned to do that. We're conditioned to think our way through life. And I found life to be so much easier and joyful and fulfilling by what I call living from the inside out. Mm. You know, so when you get out of your head and you come into a self-connected place, you are in tune with your intuition and your inner guidance and all the answers are right there. And I would suggest that's what I was talking about earlier when I said, are you living from your mind programming? Because the mind is programming. Or am I living from my brilliance, who I truly am, looking within to guide me? Yeah, we're, we're getting into some deep uh, uh, philosophical areas here that, um, it, it, I mean, it, um, I'm not sure everybody is quite aware of how deeply philosophical this is of the separation of mind from the self. Uh, I had, uh, I was in a workshop one time and I was talking about, you know, the, our thoughts and how we uh, give a lot of energy to those thoughts. And uh, so somebody said, so what do you think the mind does? I mean, what, why, if you don't think it's me, what is the mind doing? And I said, making thoughts. <laughs> and the question <laughs> you have to decide is whether those thoughts are helping or not, not whether they're right yeah. or wrong, but are they helpful or unhelpful? And our brain yeah. just does that. Our mind just creates the thoughts and then we have to decide how much attention we give. Yes, absolutely. And I would like to say that I am certainly not suggesting not to use the mind mm -hmm. because I actually say, use your mind, use your genius mind. We have a genius mind. I say, use it. Just never mind listening to it. Listen to your brilliance. Mm -hmm. That's the distinction. Because, and when we start living connected to who we truly are, we just get in tune with really what is important to us. We get in tune with who we are and what feels good. And when we live from here, now we can use our mind because we're living in such a beautiful time and place where we all understand how we create our reality. You know, it's by the way we think and by the way we feel and the, by, by the way we see things. And, and that's the work I do. It's upgrading our consciousness so we can upgrade the way we think and feel and the way we see things. And so now I see my mind. It's not something that I'm going to get answers from. I'm going to tune with, to my brilliance for answers. However, I know that my thoughts matter, you know, so I can begin to use my mind in a way that serves me. So how do you, Amy, know when you're listening to your mind or listening from your brilliance? Uh, great question. Love it. It's how I feel. Okay. It's how I feel. So uh, if I still get disconnected from who I am and I get in my head just like other human beings and I find myself thinking and I may not even be aware of that until all of a sudden my energy drops and I don't feel good. And then I know that, okay, I'm in my head and now let's get back into my body and center. And then just within minutes, it's like I'm living in a new reality. And I know, I know we've got the um, meditation for people to listen to, but I, yeah. I want to, I want to just kind of for a moment explore. So if I track that, you suddenly are aware of a difference in your energy level and of how you're feeling, where you're, um, and this is probably one of those places we need to clarify. A lot of times people confuse feeling and emotion. Mm, and I always yeah. think of feeling, you know, my, my thing of feeling is it's kind of like the barometer, you know, go, the pressure goes up and down. My emotion may be different than that. Um, it's, it's probably yeah. reflecting some of that, but there, tell us what you would see as, um, 
that feeling place for you? How do you define the feelings? Mm-hmm. Well, it can be either one of those. You know, it can be a heavy feeling or it can be, well, I'll give you an example. You know, um, before getting on the show with you, I was in my head thinking about it. And all of a sudden I was feeling nervous and my mind was saying, can you do this? And that type of crazy thinking. And that, that was just a few seconds. And then I just grounded myself and came into my body. And now I feel completely different sitting here with you. Mm. And the, when you talked about, I mean, in some ways you were mentioning the thoughts you were having mm-hmm. and the feeling you were having of that was what? When I was in my head, I was nervous. Uh-huh. Nervous. Yes. Okay. So the the feeling of nervousness, the feeling, um, so not necessarily even whether there's high energy or low energy, but um, uh, maybe dirty energy, or, or I'm not even yeah. sure that's the right one, but you know, contaminated energy. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It doesn't feel energy. good. It doesn't, doesn't feel, feel good. good. Yes. 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 And yeah. So I'm aware, uh, and I know I'm tracking back to your story that. Um, part of what you were dealing with at that age was feeling, you know, the, a bodily sensation, a feeling, mm-hmm. which um, sounds like that's kind of what you've been doing all along, that there is a place where there was a cutoff between, you know, the, um, the thought process, the, the feeling, the body process, and you were from an early age trying to reconnect those to get to a place where your body was um, feeling better. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when you couldn't communicate it out, you had to physically figure it or get it out in yes. some ways. Yes, yes. So yes. it's interesting you've pulled back uh, to a place uh, some years later where it's about a healthy way of getting into your body. Yeah, an easy way, a beautiful way, a simple and powerful way. Absolutely. And I'm so passionate about teaching this to people because it is so simple. It is so powerful. And what it means is that that thing that you're afraid to do, listeners, that you can do. I I, I suffered for so many years because I had fear holding me back. And it was just because I was disconnected and didn't know how to do this. And, And it's so important that we let ourselves be who we are in this lifetime. It's so important that we let ourselves hear that calling and follow it, whatever it is for you. So this is kind of interesting. Um, tell me, you talked about fear and I'm, uh, I have an understanding of, of fear uh, and, mm-hmm. and how we deal with it. And you do too. And mm-hmm. I think we, we might come at it from a slightly different side. Um, so I'm wondering uh, for you, is fear a sign that, um, you're, di- you're in your head or is it your body t- trying to tell you something? Oh, it's a great question. Cause it's actually can be both. Okay. That, that can be both. Yeah. And, and for me, I had so much crazy fear and it took me a long time to clear that out, but I did it through this process that your listeners will get, um, an introduction to, you know, and the happy self-connection through the self-connected breathing. Because the self-connected breathing is clearing out, again, all that cellular memory, all those stored emotions. There's a book many years ago, it's called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we, this stuff, we, we, it's so important that we let it out, that we clear it out. And this is a way where you can do it fast and easy 
And it does. Now, I will let you know, listeners, that I'm not suggesting that you just do this one time and and that you never have to do it again. You know, it is a process. We are human beings. We have many, many layers. When you, when you do this process, you release the res- resistance and you raise your energy frequency. That is permanent. Now, if another layer comes up and it feels like the same thing, that just means there's more there. I... Not too long ago, it would have been impossible for me to be sitting here with you right now doing this because I had so much fear. But that's what I was holding in my body, clearing it out. Um, did I answer your question there? On that? I think, I mean, you, you, yes, you answered my question. It, it raises um, just some thoughts for me. I, I, and there's my mind going. But, you know, yeah. um, part of what I've noticed about fear is that we have, it's, there's fear that is often triggered by something. And um, and that I think is by sometimes by uh, experiences in our past, and then there's fear I think that is saying this is so important that it's got your energy, you know, it, it, and um, that that is um, what we are programmed to do. Because I, with my clients, I'm often we're talking about. So what are you going to do before we talk next time? And they'll tell me, and not surprisingly, the next time I'll say how'd that go, and they'll say, oh, I didn't do it. And the next thing uh, they say to explain it is because I was afraid. And my response is always fear is not a reason to not do something. It's simply telling you that there's energy there that, that's important to you. If there's no, yes. um, if, if it wasn't important, there wouldn't be any energy about that. Mm-hmm. And I, it seems to me that our culture has um, fixated on avoiding fear. And that is uh, where we, if we feel it at all, instead of going, huh, is this important to me or is this triggered by something? Mm-hmm. Uh, we just go, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to feel it. And then we stop having important conversations and taking on important projects and being involved in important things because we take an easier route. Um, and so that, that was kind of, that's where I think about fear. Um, I use it mm-hmm. as a uh, a tool to point out importance. And it sounds like that is um, a part of, of what you're talking about, but something else about the clearing of the old trash is also what you're talking about. And I'm also talking about that we can really live in a place when we get in this place that I'm speaking of, that there is no more, you don't feel fear here in this place. You know, we can live from a place where there is no fear, you mm-hmm. know, when we're deeply connected to who we are and we clear out what's in the way in the cellular memory. There is no fear. I'm not saying that you're never going to feel fear again because we're always progressing. We're always evolving, moving forward. So, you know, when you go to step out and do that thing that you've never done before, yes, you will probably feel that energy of fear. But I'm saying, what? let's call it excitement because they're really similar um, mm-hmm. frequencies. You know, mm-hmm. it depends on how you look at it. So let's look at it excitement. I'm also saying that we can also get to a place where we don't get triggered anymore either. You know, if you do the process and you keep clearing that out, I, that's where I am now. I just like, it's so beautiful. You know, like one of our one of clients recently was saying that her mother was getting upset with her because she can't push her buttons anymore. You know, you really can clear that stuff out so you can live in your life without getting um, anyone pushing your buttons. And that's a beautiful thing. So our, um, it's interesting because I, where I think a lot of cultures understood how to get rid of those buttons is by using our mind, you know, to, you go to therapy and you talk about it. <laughs> and if you talk about it long enough, you'll undo the trigger. And yeah. um, my experience is that's not necessarily the case. So you're trying, um, you're not trying, you're coming at it from a different approach that's more of an energy focus of moving out of your mind into somewhere deeper into yourself. 
Yes, and it's so much easier. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> can I share just a quick trick that your listeners can do anytime if they're sure. feeling something? Okay. Absolutely. Okay, so the next time you're feeling fear or doubt or worry or anxious or anything less than good, all you do is you stand up and you look up at the ceiling. Okay, you look up at the ceiling like that, and you do 20 candle breaths. Now, these are big breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. So you're literally breathing in, out. <laughs> Like really big like that. I'd like you to imagine that when you stand up and look up at the ceiling, imagine on the ceiling there is your birthday cake full with a ton of candles and your breath has to be so big that you're doing your best to blow up those candles. So you stand up and you look up at the ceiling and do 20 candle breaths like that. And then you put your head down and close your eyes. And now I'd like you to slow down your breath. You're still breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. And you will feel yourself, keep doing that until you feel a shift and you'll feel the shift. And here's why this works. Because there's something about when we stand up and look up at the ceiling, it creates a polarity shift that actually brings us into our body. You'll find that when you stand up and look up at the ceiling and breathe like that, you're going to feel your attention underneath your feet. So you're actually connected to yourself in that process. So that's why it works. Hmm. Which is interesting because I find myself naturally um, when I'm trying to work through something, I stand up. I mean, that's, I'm standing right now. That's how I uh-huh. do things and looking yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so naturally looking up, uh, trying to uh, make it some shift anyway. So um, that's interesting. You, you point that as I, I don't, I'm not blowing out the candle. So maybe I'm missing that piece of it, but I naturally do that. I naturally stand up and, and look up. And um, my other thing is to naturally go outside and look up, which also creates a powerful shift. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because absolutely going out in nature, beautiful. It connects us with our nature. That's why so many people love the ocean because we feel so good on the ocean because it automatically connects us with who we are inside. Yeah, yeah. We, so next time you stand up, Lee, do the candle breath. Yeah, I'll have, to, like have to breathe out and watch my family stare at me when, <laughs> when they come into the kitchen and there I am blowing at the ceiling. Uh, um, but yeah. that, you know, it's interesting that that is something uh, I've got a group of guys that we've been uh, looking at um, uh, kind of the, the effect of nature on us, of being in the woods, of being somewhere mm-hmm. in nature, of how that um, shifts us. And I, I, my experience of that is it that is one place that naturally shifts me out of my thought process into um, kind of a being, a state of being process. Mm -hmm. And don't you find that when you do that, then that's where all your ideas come and the inspiration and just the knowing of what to do? Yeah. So now, now I'm talking about my stuff, but um, I actually have (laughs) two different types of experiences that I try to keep in my life. And, and one is that type where I can, uh, my dog and I go out first thing in the morning now in the dark. um, And we do about a little over five miles every morning, a little walk in our neighborhood. And uh, it's a fairly brisk walk and that's repetitive. I don't have to think about it. I've done that route for, oh, seven, eight years now. So the exact same route every morning. I don't have to think about it except for to watch for cars. And I have a lot of thoughts that come, you know, just when I'm doing that, they just pop into my head. Um, When I'm running trails, it's somewhere in between that and my other thing, which is something that completely occupies my mind. Um, And that's where I can turn off too. So trail running, you have to be a little bit noticing the trail around you and paying a little bit more attention, but it also is repetitive. And then I have, um, for me, it's jujitsu right now that where I have to turn off my mind 
Mm. Or <laughs> I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be at the bottom of a tangle. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna right. be tied in a knot in no time. And so um mm. so I use those. So what I find is that the um the times when it's repetitive where the ideas can come to me end up feeling somewhat like um a mind process as opposed to when I'm at jujitsu where I'm turning off my mind or I'm in trouble. You know, and so that's a full engagement kind of process that I have to be fully engaged with that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's because you're so focused in the moment, right? You're just so focused on what you're doing. Yes. Now, I, I'm suggesting uh, that the next time you go for a walk with your dog, um, keep your attention underneath your feet. Okay. And what you're going to find is that when you walk and keep, and now it sounds so counterintuitive, right? But if you'll just give it a go and see, see what it's like for you. Walk with your attention underneath your feet. And what that's going to do for you is that first you're going to just feel really good in your body. It's going to make you feel taller. Your aura is going to open and you're going to feel like all this space around you, but it's going to get you out of your head. And you know that you're really doing it if, if, you're, if you're not hearing those thoughts in your head anymore, okay? Because when you're really attention underneath your feet, you're present with who you truly are. You're in this moment and see what, what your walk is like then. And then it can be total silence and just in the moment. And then if your inner guidance has a message for you, it will just bubble up to the surface. So that when I do that, um, it's when I'm doing my barefoot walking. I literally make sure that I'm, I'm feeling when I'm doing the five mile walk, I can't do it because I moved too fast and it was hurting my feet when I was trying to, okay. but I go at a slower pace and walk a couple of miles. Usually every day I walk a couple of miles, just barefoot uh, in the neighborhood, uh-huh. which embarrasses my kids to no end. But, um, <laughs> that's my way of, of grounding myself because, um, Beautiful. there yeah. is a, I mean, there is a whole different sensation. I, I do think that uh, part of what we do in our culture is try to cut off off sensations. You know, we wear yeah. cushiony shoes to not feel anything under us. We keep the temperature at, you know, 70.5 or whatever. So we never notice any change in temperature. And, um, yeah. and so I think that we cut off the, the sensate side that you're, you're talking about here. Absolutely. That's why it's so, so important to take time in nature and, and do these processes so you can have a break from your mind. Mm. It's so exhausting thinking all the time. It's just you can free up your energy and you're going to feel lighter and you're going to feel better and you're going to connect to who you truly are. And this is where the happiness really comes from. You know, a couple of years ago, I was guided to have this conversation with myself. I just live from my inner guidance all the time now. And my guidance had me sit down and close my eyes and ask myself three questions. And the first question was to myself, I'm asking, what am I asking for? And notice I didn't say, what do I W-A-N-T? Because, you know, the mind will give you all things like that. I tuned in, dialed in, and I said, what am I asking for? And what came up, bubbled up from inside, was to live in high levels of happiness. Then the second question I was guided to ask was, why am I asking for this? And the answer was, because it is the way to all you love. And the third question was, And it's such a beautiful question. I love this one. We can ask ourselves this. I was asking this to myself. What can I do for you? And what I heard from who I truly am on the inside was to become a happiness generator. (laughs) And so what I did, because a couple years ago, I was in that place, Lee, where I had manifested a lot of things that I really was asking for, you know, but I was like, 
why am I not really feeling as happy as I could be? You know, so I started programming myself before I went to sleep at night. You know, I am a happiness generator. I generate happiness. I am happy all the time. I put that program, that blueprint into my subconscious mind. And I didn't try to be happier. I didn't do any of those things. I was just following my guidance and doing that. And I'm not kidding you. After a few days, I started waking up feeling different than I was prior. I started waking up feeling happy and smiling. And I even started spontaneously doing these happy dances. <laughs> and, you know, and this is another thing to really allow ourselves to do is to move our bodies, you know, to let yourself dance, uh, whatever feels good to you. Um, and it made such a difference in my life and my work because when we are living in high levels of happiness or just let's say happiness in general, let's just be happy that all of a sudden we are in tune with who we truly are. I said that already, but what that does is that that makes us automatically brilliant because the more that you sit with who that you truly are in your presence in tune with them and having a conversation with you, you're going to see that you are, a, you are so brilliant. It's like you are so amazing. You are so beautiful. But then the next question is, are you going to allow yourself to be brilliant? Okay, so that's the next thing. We've got to open up ourselves and allow ourselves to be brilliant. Let ourselves shine. And when we live in this place, we are also highly attractive to success. So now those things that you have been asking for, those things that you've been dreaming about, that relationship that you would like to have, those clients that you are, would love to have in your work, they just start showing up. So this is interesting. Um, you actually used your mind in a different way, right? I, I mean, did. That's, yeah, I did. So it's not that the mind was cut off because when you're, what am I asking for is generated from your mind, but you're asking a different part of yourself for the response. You're asking from exactly. a different place. Yes. And w when you're doing the programming at night, um, which mm. we we actually had a podcast with somebody you know <laughs> about that. <laughs> yes. So you work with Carl. Yes, yes. And Carl talked to us about uh, how to program before you go to bed. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's still using your mind, but in a different way. You're accessing a deeper level of your, your mind. Right. And I remember I'm saying absolutely use your mind. Just don't listen to it. Don't have conversations with it. That's the difference. Use it as a tool. Use it as a tool. Rather than making you the tool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Because we're not the mind. We are so much more yeah. than our minds. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. So, um, Sarah, let's just come back. And, and so just uh, real, real quickly, Amy, talk about how people can uh, grab that 10-minute process one more time. And sure. then just to say that we're going to have that in the show notes. Um, so, Amy, one more time, how can people find that 10-minute uh, process? Yes, please go to happyselfconnection.com. And it'll be right there for you. Happyselfconnection.com. That is, and there are no hyphens or anything. That's just straight across. Just all uh, sped up. Mm -hmm. And if you're driving along, riding along, exercising along, whatever you're doing, uh, we'll have that in the show notes and make yes. sure that uh, people can find Amy's process there. Okay. Amy, any last words for people? I just want to say you are greatly loved and just let yourself be happy. You deserve it. Please go to Happy Self Connection. See the difference it makes for you and just let yourself live in a whole new wonderful reality where you can have everything that you're asking for and be happy, joyful, and free at the same time. Great words. Thank you, Amy. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me on the show, Lee. Thank you. You've been 
listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at Thrivology.com or at ThrivologyMagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Thank you.